Welcome to Cave to the Cross Apologetics. I'm Tony. I'm Patrick. And we are working our way through John Frame's book, Apologetics. It used to be called Apologetics to the Glory of God. The updated edition now is Apologetics, a justification of Christian belief. And uh, we last time ended by working, seeing how he works his way through the tag argument, the transcendental argument for the existence of God. And basically what he's, the, the idea here is that there are certain things that need to be assumed if we're going to have knowledge of anything, right? So if we're going to have knowledge of uh, of logic or if we're going to have knowledge of ethics or how, you know, the, the uniformity of nature, that they are based on assumptions, says the tag argument, that God exists, right? So uh, reason is exists because it's part of the nature of God and ethics and that sort of thing. And uh, so he's been working us through those particular issues, how the tag argument works. Right. Now what he does is he raises questions about the tag argument, the transcendental argument for God. And so what we'll see here now is a series of questions, or we might say issues or even problems that he has with the tag argument. So uh, he's kind of given us the argument to make sure that we clearly understand it. And now he's going to say, okay, but here's some questions that we want to consider uh, as we as we have uh, as we look at this particular argument. Right. So let's kind of work our way through these and see see what he has to say. So notice he says first that he agrees with Van Til that theistic argument should have a transcendental goal, and so the goal should be transcendental with regard to the theistic arguments. Uh, and so he kind of summarizes Van Til's tag here. And so here's his summary of it. This is the way he said it operates, right? Uh -huh. This isn't an argument, but this is the way it operates. So we presume a biblical epistemology in all of our reasoning. We assume the uh, you know epistemology has to do with the nature of knowledge. So we assume the knowledge based on what the Bible has to say. So we assume a biblical epistemology. And then next, we argue that God is the presupposition of all meaning and intelligibility, so that you must presuppose God in order to prove it, right? Uh, and he says, you respond then to the charge of circularity as he has already done. And then finally, we show that any system that rejects the biblical God loses intelligibility because it's caught up in the what he calls the dialectic of rationalism and irrationalism. And so that's kind of the approach that he suggests that the tag argument makes, right? We presuppose biblical epistemology. We argue that God is the presupposition of all meaning, and therefore any system that rejects God is kind of irrational, right? Because it doesn't have a basis or reason for believing these various uh, things that it purports to, to believe. Right. That, that's why um, you'll always see kind of the two-step approach of presuppositionalism is to, to point out the flaws of the, the position of the other uh, side, mostly using their own uh, basis for, for that critique, uh, and, but then also providing them the uh, biblical worldview um, Christian answer. 
So he'll, uh, he moves on from uh, his his uh, summarizing a nutshell within a nutshell, as we did last time, <laughs> of uh, Van Til's um, uh, three points here. He says, you'll notice that Van Til's formulation of TAG states a set of conclusions to, to be reached, but not an argumentative strategy for reaching those conclusions. And uh, I remember uh, uh, Gary Habermas on uh, Eli Allah's uh, Revealed Apologetics um, talked about how uh, he, he liked Vantillianism, but he uh, he, didn't, he didn't like that Vantil never laid out an argument for for his transcendental argument. So here, uh, Frame is uh, is uh, uh, in agreement with Habermas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says that although Vantil calls it an argument, it really is a conclusion rather than an argument. So he says uh, in very Colombo uh, method, I have some <laughs> questions. Yeah, just just yeah. one more question here. Yeah, Leah, let me. Let, yeah, I got a question. Here, <laughs> so, so, so he goes through a series of questions. So, here's the first one. He says, "I question whether tag can function without the help of subsidiary arguments of a more traditional kind." So, basically, he's he's suggesting here that tag may be incomplete. Right? Can it function without these various other traditional arguments? He says, "Although I agree with Van Til's premise that without God, there's no meaning." I must grant that not everyone would immediately agree with that premise, right? So how then is that premise to be proved, right? There's no meaning without God, okay? How do we prove that, right? If I say, well, the existence of physical laws presuppose a personal God, that statement cannot be the end of the argument. He says the unbeliever has the right to ask, well, you know, why do you think that that's the case? Right. right. So, you know, what he's getting at here is yes, he uh, initially agrees with it, but he doesn't think it it uh, it uh, does everything that Van Til thought it did. Mm -hmm. Right, and so he cites the uh, the great debate between uh, Bonson himself and Stein, and he compares uh, Bonson himself compares a theistic view of physical law and logic and morality with as many non-Christian theories as he had time for, and he argues that a Christian view is uh, cogent and the others are not. But that is simply a traditional apologetic argument from causality, similar to Aquinas's kind of first two ways, of, of which is the physical laws exist, therefore God exists. Is that the meaning-laden character of creation requires a, a sort of designer? But that is the traditional theological argument. Is that the meaning structure of reality requirements and uh, an efficient cause? Well, that's just the traditional cosmological argument. So are we stuck then being classicalists and in, in ultimately in the end? Because it seems yeah. like Bonson uh, himself, when when in the in the great debate, seems to be using kind of this. He falls uh, back. Aquinas. Yeah, he falls back on these various arguments. Yeah. Right. Uh, even as part of his, you know, tag argument. And so the point that he's making is and, and this is the main point of point one here, his first question. Is it's 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 good, it's helpful. It may not be complete. He says, for instance, on the the understanding that you have to kind of fall back. Well, if that's the case, if you have to fall back to an Aquinas type of argument, then Van Til, uh, you know, uh, is is doing a transcendental argument. But so is Aquinas, right? You know, if it's true, then that Van Til's argument might not be as original then as he thought, if you have to fall back to supplement it with an Aquinas type of argument. He says, now, he certainly rejects Aquinas' view of autonomous natural knowledge, 
but his cosmological argument is legitimate, is a legitimate part of a legitimate tag argument. It supplements the legitimate tag argument mm-hmm. when the person asks the next next question about tag, right? And so, you know, again, it it's not as complete as Van Til thought uh, that the tag argument was, is the point that he's making. Right, right. We have a basis to use something like the Klom argument, the cosmological argument, um, but it seems like we move then from, well, you know, God's the the the, the first cause and, uh, or, you know, all things that begin to exist have a first cause. God is that first cause. Therefore, God exists. That seems to be kind of the, uh, the, the heart before the horse almost, it seems here. So some presuppositionalists have defended the uniqueness of Van Til's argument by pointing out that for Van Til, it is not enough to say that, Aquin- uh, with, that with Aquinas, that causality proves God. For Van Til, it is important that even the denial of the causality proves God. So Van Til argued that even atheism presupposes theism, even the denial of God presupposes God. Because again, we're tracing all things back to um, uh, whether it be rationality, scientific method, ethics. We're saying that uh, only in the biblical Christian God do you find the 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 proper uh, proper justification for uh, assuming all those things within nature. And so even mm-hmm. atheism presupposes God. So the double argument that either the affirmation or the denial of something presupposes God fits in well with some definitions of presupposition in modern analytic philosophy. Right. Now he's going to take serious issue with this, this kind <laughs> of what he called double argument, right? Right. Even the atheist who, you know, denies God is presupposing God. Well, wait, not so fast. He says, then God is not merely the transcendental ground of intelligibility. He is the transcendental transcendental ground of intelligibility and non-intelligibility not, and meaningfulness and meaninglessness. Right. But he says, if you do that, right, if you do this kind of double argument here, he says, this dissolves form the original meaning and attractiveness of tag. Do we really want to say, he asked us, that even a meaningless, unintelligible world would presuppose God? Well, he said, no, I don't think that's what we want to say, right? What would presuppose even meaning in a meaningless world? In fact, you know, nothing, right? Not even God is intelligible, not even to himself in that kind of world. Mm -hmm. And so what's the point here? Well, he says, uh, what kind of God would he be? Right. And so he must reluctantly conclude, Van Til tells us, I'm sorry, uh, Frame tells us that at this point, the transcendentalizing of apologetics kind of implodes into nonsense. So you can't have this double kind of, you know, argument where the atheist even presupposes the denial of God presupposes God, because he suggested that kind of moves you off into some type of meaninglessness. And we're trying to make God, you know, the foundation of meaninglessness. And what in the world does that mean? Right. 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 So he takes issue with this kind of double argument. Mm -hmm. All right. Then he moves on to a second question where he says that uh, he he does not agree that the uh, transcendental arguments uh, necessarily conclude with something less than the biblical God. 
take those two logical arguments that the purposefulness of the natural world implies the designer. Well, certainly the God of scripture is more than mere, uh, more than a mere designer, but the argument doesn't say that he is merely a designer, only that God is a designer, which he certainly is. Right. And so the point here is that these traditional arguments, um, you know, they don't necessarily conclude with something less than the biblical God, right? They, 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 uh, they're saying uh, that maybe this is where it takes us, but they're not claiming that's all, that's the only thing that, or the only place that it takes us, right? And, and so um, if they take us there and they're not claiming that that's the end, then they can be useful arguments. That's what mm-hmm. he's trying to get to, right? Right. And so, you know, the argument doesn't say that God is merely a designer. Yes, it gets us to a designer, right? Mm-hmm. You need a designer of the universe because it has orderliness and purposefulness and that sort of thing. But it doesn't say that that's that's the that God is only a designer. And sometimes we stop there. And mm-hmm. He says, you know, that that we can go further because the argument really doesn't say that that's it. Right. Right. Thirdly, his third issue here uh, with with tag uh, and and its approach is it. Uh, he says it should also be remembered that the traditional arguments often persuade people. Right. So the, one of these traditional arguments, right, the uh, theological argument, the cosmological argument, whatever, uh, they are often persuasive. He says they work. Why? Well, because, you know, whether apologists recognizes it or not, they presuppose a Christian worldview, right? And he says now many people can be led to the, accept the existence of God through traditional arguments because they agree to a Christian concept of, say, something like causality. Mm-hmm. So he says we must recognize, and this is the this is the, the point he's trying to make here, the person variability of apologetics, and deal with each inquirer according to their particular lights. Right. So what may be persuasive for one person may not be persuasive for another, and so he's suggesting we have to meet people where they are if we're attempting to persuade. Right. And sometimes these traditional arguments can do that. Right. Uh, you know, and the, the Klom argument is nice. It's it's pretty, uh, It you know, it's just got the three premise. Uh, you can kind of uh, build out from there. Uh, but someone that wants to talk about, uh, you know, uh, children dying in Africa uh, as, as being a source of evil. Well, the, uh, the Klom would be the wrong, wrong argumentation path to take. We'd want to take something like an ethical system and and discuss uh, with that as a as a classicalist and so we want to talk about things like evil and free choice and and uh you know our our responsibility to each other uh because uh, that's how god uh, uh designed us and created us especially the church to go out into the world and 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 help the poor so here with tag just just giving the person well you know what are the preconditions of intelligibility it seems to not always be the kind of the one step and only step uh, thing that uh, will will get everybody to where we think we want to get to them. It it was it was insightful to 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 me, but 
everyone is not me, unfortunately, but also fortunately. And so, uh, you know, we have to. Unfortunately for them. But yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good life. I, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and so, so that, that that's a, that's his uh, third uh, critique here of, of tag. All right. And then the fourth one, uh, he says that uh, Van Til's slogan of Christian theism is a unit should be understood with such qualifications. He says, listen, I agree that the slogan is true in the sense that one cannot compromise one doctrine without compromising others. So again, uh, you know, you can't just take out uh, the Gospel of John and just just be good with it. All these things uh, work together where God's revelation, especially at this point in in the uh, in in the the, the Christian story, um, go back in on themselves and build each other up and commingle with each other. And so we shouldn't uh, compromise one doctrine without or we 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 couldn't just take out uh, you know uh, God is both uh, fully God and fully man without destroying some other portion of what we're uh, trying to get people to. And in that sense, that accepting one doctrine provides a logical motivation for accepting others. He says, I don't think that the whole of Christian theism can be established by a singular argument unless that argument is highly complex. And TAG seems to do the opposite. We're trying to to kind of have this uh, 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 single line of argumentation that doesn't have, you know, 82 points to it. If, if this is the case, then this <laughs> is the case. If this is also the case, we'd also see this. And if then, and then ultimately conclusion is therefore God exists. So he doesn't see tag as a way of doing this, unless if we are wanting to maybe um, uh, view, view the Christian theological system as, uh, as something not complex or or uh, uh, basic, as in yeah. as in uh, low level thinking. And so you need more than just a single argument, right? Again, and he made this uh, a point last time. Tag needs to be supplemented with other arguments. Mm -hmm. is, is what he's getting at. It's it's not, you know, if one single argument might work, but it would be highly complex. Right, right is what he's getting at here. So he says, if we grant Van Til's point that a, and this is his fifth point here, if we grant Van Til's point that a uh, complete theistic argument should prove the whole biblical doctrine of God. He says, then we must prove more than that God is the author of meaning and rationality. Because, you know, what about the rest of the things that God is, right? Mm -hmm. Besides proving that God is the author and meaning of, you know, rationality and that kind of stuff, um, we have, we should, it should include, you know, if we're trying to prove the whole doctrine of God, well, it also should include that God is personal, that he's sovereign, that he's transcendent, that he's imminent, that he's Trinitarian, you know, <laughs> that he's infinite, that he's eternal and wise and so forth. And obviously, TAG requires supplemental supplementation by other arguments if you're going to go there. And so, again, you know, it's not a complete theistic argument is his criticism, right, as Van Til thought it was. It, it may get us to... You know, God is the author of meaning and rationality, but there's a whole lot more to God than just meaning and rationality. Right, right. We're, we're sitting on the bus, and we we don't want to have to pull out uh, a uh, unfolded pie chart in order to uh, <laughs> to uh, you know pr present the gospel message. All right, here's my 82 point plan. Uh, let's let's uh, go over this. We've got five minutes, and you take a deep breath, and you you start going and build build out your argument. 
All right. And then his final one is six one. Uh, he says this, he says, all, all this suggests a further reason why no single argument will prove the entire biblical doctrine of God. To generalize, any argument can be questioned by someone who is not disposed to accept the conclusion. Such questions might require further arguments to defend the original arguments and so on and so forth. Since no singular argument is guaranteed to persuade every rational person, no argument is immune from such additional questioning. There, there's not, uh, uh, you know, the, the record stretch, the, 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 the movie's culmination, and uh, the, the, the crowd goes silent. And then erupts in big applause as the the bad guys defeated on on uh, uh, on the debate stage and uh, slinks off and then comes back uh, with the trophy and hands hands it to you and uh, you uh, uh, freeze frame uh, high five at the end. That that that's not going to happen. Uh, it, it's good in Karate Kid, but uh, not not so much uh, in in real life. So he says. Uh, There's no single argument that's immune from additional question. Therefore, Van Til's tag like every other argument is not sufficient by itself to prove the existence of the biblical God to everyone's satisfaction. And again, he's, he's pointing to the, the, um, the response, uh, to people to, 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 uh, be convincing. And, uh, he, he says that, uh, tagged, uh, doesn't always seem to be the case to everyone that this is the, the, uh, the one shot that, that we need the, the man with the golden gun, approach of of uh <laughs> of uh, uh of uh, golden eye um here that uh that sometimes uh, uh people uh, sh- shake that off or uh, uh they're using odd job and and they're uh, they're unable to get shot by it right away so um those are the kind of the six things that he says that tag seems to be deficient on or that uh proponents of tag seem to uh not address uh, as much Good. Yeah. And and so we can kind of end this here. So we've looked at last time, you know, his presentation of tag. And then this time we've looked at kind of his critique or questions, he calls them with regard to tag. And so, uh, you know, we can we can pick it up next time. He he wants to move a little further with this whole idea of uh, the transcendental argument and apologetic. Proof. Right, right. Things like uh, you know, God is Trinity, uh, positive and negative uh, 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 points, absolute certainty and probability. All those things uh, are still within the tag category that uh, he's going to bring out here. Uh, so again, uh, you probably see the reason why we're splitting this up into multiple episodes. Uh, also, it gives us time to uh, to figure it our, out ourselves and then present them to you. So uh, we appreciate you uh, following us along uh, and uh, continuing to watch uh, the short clips or sharing around. Um, uh, you know, the, sh- the share, like, subscribe thing is still still a thing that we do. Leaving reviews, I guess, uh, if you want to. I like reviewing things. Um, uh, I'll soon have a review out from my seven-year-old on The Hobbit. And so you can check that out at cavetothecross.com as well uh, to, to see other things that we're talking about within the confines of the biblical Christian worldview. So uh, we thank you for joining us and uh, being part of our book club where we're uh, um, opening up uh, the, the wounds of, of tag that, uh, that it's okay to critique <laughs> even, even our golden calves within Christianity. <laughs> Maybe not so much golden calf, but uh, you know, uh, the, the picture on the wall. That's right. (laughs) So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you next time.